You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Shall we begin to thank God? Let's thank Him for another Sunday. Let's bless His holy name. Let's worship Him. Let's express our gratitude unto Him. He's a faithful Father. He's been a good, 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 good God. Let's bless His holy name. Let's worship Him. Let's bless His holy name. Amen. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Amen. You may please be seated. Thank you so much. A big thank you to the band. Can we please clap for them? And Simi, God bless you. We thank God for your God experience. We thank God for his faithfulness. By the way, my name is Akindele Phillips, and I will be sharing with us God's word this morning. So we're continuing. Um, this month has been a mission month, and the focus has been um, unashamed. We started unashamed. It's an opportunity to share with the people of God or those around us, community members, um, what God has done in our life. So, by the way, sorry, I was just using the, um, the hand sanitizer and this came on me, so that's why you have this. Anyway, so the plan is to share our ex- experience with those around us. And we'll be wrapping up this theme um, today with a title we have called um, It's Harvest Time. It's Harvest Time. It's harvest time. So I'll be speaking a lot about this. And I, 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 I thank God for um, the individuals God has used today because I got a lot of cool um, confirming what the Holy Spirit wants us to discuss today. Right? Um, Toby was talking about people groups when he was praying. Um, he was talking about people groups, whether um, at the workplace or different um, societies we find ourselves um, being a part of. Um, that was also confirming and I'll start from saying we should, I'm sure we all realize we are social beings, right? Um, and while preparing for this, my mind went back to the different um, groups we always wanted to belong to, right? At least as far back, let's, let's keep primary school. Let's go to secondary school. Where the instinct then, I hope I, um, the words that was used during my time is still the same words being used now, Right? Um, but back in the days, you want to be part of certain cliques, right? In fact, some people even went too far and named themselves and coined. So their cliques had different names. So I, I, I remember back in secondary school, I had different cliques with names. And there was something that defined them. Um, some was based on the number of Timbaland boots. How many had Timbaland boots back in those days, right? Um, you also recollect... Um, Slangs like cliques, apart from cliques, um, babes, right? Um, everybody wants to be a part of the buff guys or the pretty ladies, right? Um, and all of this has to do with the kind of societies or groups. And then you want to actually you find yourself wanting to be a part of those, right? And then you fast forward to university um, and you see more of this. It's manifested further. Uh, with people being, I mean, so you have club societies, club boys, um, they're the guys that will have the best parties, right? And the ladies want to actually, even though they're first saying no, but they actually want to attend those parties, right? Because it's the, it's the end thing. Um, and that's just all of this is because as relatable people, um, we are created to actually relate to people. We are social beings, right? So it's natural for us um, to actually want to be a part of this. And fast forward, right? So it's still happening now. So it's not, it didn't end in secondary school and it didn't end in university. 
And surprisingly, the guys that didn't fall into the cliques um, back in the days are the guys now that everybody actually won't want to be, um, be part of or to say they know of farms, like we, like we say. I mean, with Nifemi's glasses, it probably might have, guess, might have been a geek um, back in secondary school. But now he's a tech guy that everybody wants to say, including myself. I'm liking him on LinkedIn. Thank God I know Nifemi, <laughs> right? So we still find ourselves wanting to relate with certain people. Uh, we're attracted by certain things in their lives. And to be honest, um, we telling people about Christ is such that there should be things, God that actually deposits things in us that should attract people, apart from the deliberate effort of actually now reaching out to people, right? Um, but we're building on this, on the fact that, I mean, a lot of things attract us and also people to us um, based on our lifestyle. And uh, my first reading will be from uh, Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38. Multimedia, please help. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38. And by the way, in light of that, I think the only one thing I wish I, I had done back in those days was to focus more on music. Maybe I would have been a better person than be like Folabi and everybody wanting to, to also farm him. And maybe my wife wouldn't have... Um, it wouldn't have taken out two years to say yes, because I'm sure, because I did every other thing. Every other thing I knew how to do, I, I did very well, but that music I didn't, so maybe that would have been the, the catch, and then would have been a shorter period. Now, let's get serious. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the leaders, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray that the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Into his harvest. I also read from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2. I'm reading from the New King James Version, by the way. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. There's been no better period than what we're experiencing now um, that reflects the level of darkness around us. Um, we've seen a lot of people are confused. Um, we're experiencing the pandemic, right? Um, the lifestyle of people have changed. The way we work, the way we interact, the way we talk. Um, has been impacted by what is happening in our generation, right? And Jesus had been sowing, so focusing on also his word, Jesus had been sowing the word and then he sees the multitude and then says, pray for the laborers. One clear sign of harvest season is the level of darkness that is on the earth and the hearts of people. And you can see that by, you can, it's also reflected by what those around us, what is celebrated, what kind of lifestyle we celebrate, what kind of wealth we celebrate, right? And that just reflects the fact that we're in deep darkness. And guess what? It's an opportunity to actually shine the light because the light will only reflect better when you are in a place of darkness. Um, you can see we've been reflected, the level of darkness in what we now term as cool. What is cool now, right? Um, our approach or the approach of our generation 
to sexual lifestyle? What, what do we see as right now? What level of morality do we have now around us? Our approach um, to what is the truth in the Bible. Even within this old, I mean, with this generation, now we are picky, I mean, cherry picking on parts of the word of God and what we, what we reflect as the truth of God's word. So we're in deep darkness, but it's an opportunity um, for us to actually um, speak about Christ. Believers must learn to speak the spiritual, um, to speak to the spiritual emptiness in non-believers and the difference that Jesus makes. So we should see every opportunity to actually speak the truth um, in the minds of um, non-believers. And the simple way I've adopted this personally, um, I don't know many of us watch um, the, the series Suits. Um, that used to be my favorite. Uh, if Pastor Dami was here, I'm sure she would have agreed with me. And I mean, we have Inspector uh, Louis Leeds, and Michael Ross. Avi Spector for me was my favorite, right? So it was my was my person, right? Oh, I have a witness. Thank you. <laughs> and so I'm I'm touching on that for a particular reason. One key thing um, that is adopted there is the term witness. So you share your own experience. You share. I was in this state, and this is what God, what God did. Just like you're standing in the court of law, and you are going to, only going to say your own experience, what you saw um, as, as particular of that particular event, what time you arrived there, what you saw, who you spoke with, what happened, and then when you left. And that's all that is required of you to do, as you tell people about God. What's your own experience? What's your own experience? Because that's what you need to speak into the lives of non-believers. What's your own experience? What witness? You're going to be the witness. You're witnessing to people and letting them know your own personal experience. Um, there's no better truth than that. And how can you tell in the lives of people around you who needs to hear the word of God, right? Um, we're basically talking about the characteristics of spiritual emptiness. Um, how can you tell where there's spiritual emptiness. One of those key, uh, one of the four points or ways where spiritual uh, emptiness is manifested is one, hopelessness. First thing I also say, it's when you're talking about talking, sharing Jesus Christ, it's not when you leave your house and get on the street and then you are talking to somebody random. God blesses us so much that sometimes the people that actually need to hear you are people around you. Your spouse, your cousins, your friends, your neighbor, your colleague at work, your right, your domestic support, right? God has placed them in, their, in your life. And sometimes those are the people you actually need to talk to. You don't have, it's not until you get on the street um, to, to share God's word. And how can you tell when there's spiritual emptiness? One is hopelessness. When you have people that say, look, I don't even know where I'm living. I don't know, um, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm just taking each day without any form of hope. And one of the greatest things that knowing Christ has done for me as a person is have a lot of hope, right? Um, hope here and hope, obviously, in heaven, right? There's a lot of hope. I live each day, using the word gingered, I live each day gingered because I have hope, right? And it gets to a point if you, the Holy Spirit helps you. So personally, it's helped me to a point where I write things so I know why I'm doing what I'm doing per day. 
and everyone, the truth is, God loves us all equally. So everyone can actually enjoy this level of um, hope. So one of the ways, like I said, is hopefulness, um, lack of purpose. So there are people that are around us, or God has placed in our lives, that you can sense that they just live each day. There's that emptiness, there's lack of purpose. They really don't know why they do what they do. And they need you to express that compassion. Another way where um, spiritual emptiness is manifested is lack of identity. So today you're with this um, people group. Tomorrow you're with another people group. Um, today you speak their lingo, and then tomorrow another, and you're just moving. You just see them, and there are people like that, like speaking about this. I can identify one or two people in my life also that I can now speak to. I'm also speaking to myself that, hmm, this is probably um, the reason, that spiritual emptiness. Another way it's manifested is loneliness, and usually loneliness and depression. And I dare to say, most of the times, one of the first three would have happened before the person that gets into I believe, an extreme um, state of um, loneliness and depression. Loneliness and, um, and depression. Right. I'll be reading again from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. And we're still talking about, we just talked about characteristics of spiritual emptiness. Helps you to identify those that God wants you to speak to. And like I said, it doesn't have to be those on the street you don't even know. People, I'm sure the Holy Spirit is dropping in our hearts and dropping people's names in our hearts that need that we need to actually reach out to and speak God's word to. First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. I planted, I'm reading from the New King James Version again. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And that's just to let you know, it's the Holy Spirit that does his job. It's almost like you just show up. Just take that first step. Just pick up your phone. Just call that person, right? Just sit by that person. Just say hello to that person. And then God does the work. Because the Holy Spirit actually convicts. And the truth is, your job might just be to sow the seed. And it might be somebody else's job to actually um, lead the person to Christ. Right? So don't be hard on yourself and expect that you're speaking to someone and the person must give their life to Christ at that instance when you're having those conversations. And I'll share a little example about the fact that all, all what the Holy Spirit needs of you, what God needs of you, is to deliberately express a level of compassion and then do your bit, show up. That's where I will, I will tell you, just show up, make that call, visit that person, right? So in, 20, hmm, so in 2017, um, I was in Alone, right? And at that point in time, I remember I, had, I was working with the Holy Spirit and I said, ah, Holy Spirit, I, I need to... Let me also reach out to um, win more souls for you. And I made the promise. I said, look, um, each time I travel, I would, it's more interesting to reach out to people and talk about Christ, right, um, for me. So I, I made that promise. So I was on an engagement work, engagement history alone, and um, 
it was the night before, so it was very intense. So I didn't even have time to go through the CT and all of that. I went for the engagement. And then the night before, and then there was this gentleman that watches over the floor of the hotel I was staying at. So we just said hello to each other. I was there for about four days. So it was the same face. Um, so we became familiar. Hello, you know, just say hello, and then you walk away. And then we said, yeah, so why don't you do that? You have just this night. And so we go talking, and apparently it was a Muslim. And unknown to me, um, there was someone that reached out to him uh, before speaking with me. I think the church next to him, even though he came from a Muslim family, um, but he wasn't practicing. And then um, my conversation with him kind of just sealed what someone else has sold, right? Um, that's just to give an example. And a testimony from that was, so two days before, or a day before then, um, I had an either a decision to make whether to leave the following day after speaking to this gentleman or leave two days after, right? And I just got the prompt to just leave a following day after speaking to this person. So my flight was booked last minute and then I left. And that's just to also let us know that God does not leave his own, right? And the following day after I left, I think I left on the Monday, and by the Tuesday, there was a mudslide that happened that affected a huge part of the area. And for Syria alone, if you're going to the capital, you need to land somewhere, then you go over, the, over by water to the major city and then work. So nobody could leave at that point in time. And guess what? It's not one of those countries where, you know, when you're going to a new city, you have done your research, and how do you dress, and what are the things you should look out for. So it's not one of those countries that if I had Googled, I checked, right? There was nothing like mudslide. The last time it happened was 1945. Right, but just to confirm that, look, I've seen what you've done, you had compassion. I'm also going to fulfill my part of keeping you safe, right? Um, and like I said, it's an example of the fact that all you need to do is show up, just play your part, right? Um, yours might be to sow, another person might, might be somebody else to water and bring it to pass, amen, amen. So, I'll also be reading from um, John chapter 4. Verses 34 to 38. Verses 34 to 38. John chapter 4, verses 34 to 38. And New King James Version still, please. Um, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest, and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. Now both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this, for in this the saying is true: one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored; others have labored, and you will have entered into uh, their labors. Amen. Amen. Jesus fills actually fills the void in the sinner's heart and makes the way for the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit in the lives of the sincere seekers. The harvest must be preserved and brought in. Seed must be sown and then watered to guarantee a harvest. So somebody sows, somebody waters, right? It doesn't matter who takes the credit. Sometimes you will sow, and other times somebody else will water. Sometimes you will water what others have sown. 
It is not all about them entering your church. It is about them entering the church, which is the church of God, right? So as you communicate, it's really not about them coming to LifePoint Church. It's about them entering the church, knowing, having that personal relationship with Christ, and knowing that he has hope for them, he has plans for them, and having seen their lives transformed. We water with love, light, and good deeds. We water with testimony of changes and joy. We water with love, light, and good deeds. We water with testimonies of changes and of change and joy. And my, my, my mind, my heart went to um, also an example. And I would say winning souls is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. So while also worshiping, um, a testimony went to my mind and, or an event happened. Um, so there's one of, I mean, back in uni, I used to be a club person. And from time to time, I still keep in touch um, with them, uh, with my friends, right? And we discuss and all of that. And my, there, was a, there, was a, there was a situation where one of them reached out at some point in time and it was a part, it was a time also that I was attending, um, that particular day I was attending a video. He had an issue. And because he had heard the, I mean, so they would joke and crack up. Ah, Kindele, oh, when we invite you to the club, you don't come again. You're always in the video and all of that, right? So he had an issue. And without all of us knowing, he reached out to me. And then he came for the video. And Holy Spirit just said, that's a lifestyle. I didn't have to say anything. I've never for once preached to him, but the, the friends will know who you are, right? Because it's the lifestyle. And guess what? The lifestyle speaks better than even when you occasionally go out of it to actually now sit down and be preaching, right? So it's knocking, and then I, we didn't even get to discuss what the issue was by saying praying, and I trust God. That was a while ago. I trust God that God actually answered his prayers. And there's no deeper seed than that. I didn't even speak to him. I didn't even speak about Christ, but he knew my lifestyle. I knew where I would always be. And when he had the problem, he knew who to call and just came and they met God himself. God dealt with him directly. And then I know that seed has been sown in him. So give attention to the role of the Holy Spirit. He empowers and directs and inspires and helps us to effectively witness. It's God's job. All you have to do is just show up. But allow the Holy Spirit guide. Allow the Holy Spirit guide um, on how to do this. I'll, I'll share another example. Um, and that's still in line with my promise to God um, in a certain period of time where I said, anytime I travel, I want to be able to witness. So um, there was this, I was in a certain city and I was leaving that city to the airport to return. And then the lady that picked me in Uber was, um, it was a lady. And I just felt the nudge that, okay, this is because I'd also was been, I'd been busy. And um, at that time, that was the only time I had left. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that, look, I've not witnessed to anyone. And we just got talking. It was random. Our music was good. And I don't know what I asked, probably asked where if she was from that city. And she said, no, she was another, from another state. She doesn't move to this new state. Um, but as she's thinking, okay, well, she just finished school, um, uni, and then she was thinking she's going to go back to our state. 
And randomly, I remember some of the popular ministers of ministry in that particular state. And then we shared, I said, ah, like I watch them on TV. Blah, blah, blah. Then I, I just shared my experience again, witnessed. A witness is basically what God had done for me at this point in my life. It is this and this and this and this. That's my own personal experience. And she said, and it resonated with her. And we ended the trip with she promising, saying when she returns, she's going to be a fool. She's going to really start going to that particular church. And she's been living in that city, but she had never been to the church. She only watches the preacher once in a while um, on TV. And that's re-emphasizing the fact that Holy Spirit will be the one to guide you, right? Or you probably just need to show up. When you, when you feel the nudge to call, to, 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 to speak, to say hello, just follow it and then it's going to speak through you to the person. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. I'll also be reading from John chapter 16, verses um, 8 to 9. And when he has come, John chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. New King James Version, please. Okay. And when he has come, he will convict the one of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they do not believe in me. So the Holy Spirit is meant to empower us to be witnesses. That's his job. He's there to empower us and most to be witnesses, to remind you of the experience you've had, such that it resonates whoever you're speaking with. He's the inspiration and helper of the laborer. He's, he's going to inspire you. It's going to get you able to do it. It gives specific and powerful instruction about where to harvest. All you need to do is consciously let him know you want to hear from him. And we give specific and powerful instruction. And we have different examples of this in the Bible. Um, he sent Paul to Macedonia, Peter to the Gentiles, Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch. The Holy Spirit brings men to a place of conviction. Believers are expected to carry the presence of God onto, into events, places, and generations. So it's more like a lifestyle. So no one is saying, once you've met Christ, um, just keep indoors and praying and fasting. No, live your daily life, right? But you are supposed to take the presence of the Holy Spirit everywhere you're going to. You're going for dinner, you're going for lunch, you're hanging out, um, events, you go with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And because all each of these, each of these places are opportunities for you to actually speak about Christ, to express your own experience and let somebody know about him. Because without you engaging in different activities and different events, then you don't have opportunities to actually speak about Christ. You don't have opportunity, you don't have an opportunity to let people know that God loves them, to let people know how your life has changed from when you met him to where you are right now, and how you now have hope. I'll be reading again from um, Acts chapter 16, verses 6 to 10. 
Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit, of, the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Like I said earlier on, the Holy Spirit will actually guide and let you know where to go to. And let's, let's play this in the context of our generation, right? At that point in time, it was you Holy Spirit told you to go to cities, right? In context of our generation, it might be events. It might be social media handle. It might be pick up your phone to call. It might be send an email. It might be, so it might be different things, um, different tools, different platforms to actually um, seize as an opportunity to speak God's word and let people know about Christ. And also we read from Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 11, verses, I'll read from Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 29. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 29. This, desert, this, um, this is desert. So he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of, of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariots. That was a specific instruction to Philip, to go speak. And I'm sure we are familiar with that past, uh, part of the Bible. Um, and he asked the question, what were you, um, what pastor of the Bible, were, what, what, were you, what was he reading? And he responded and he asked if he understood it. And then through that, he eventually led the man to the knowledge of Christ. Um, so it was a, a definite instruction. The unjustice and the scope of the harvest demands that believers learn new languages, break barriers, and go to new territories, online and offline. And that's from the fact that we all, we, like we read, this is a period of deep darkness. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of issues people are dealing with. Um, depressed, depression, a lot of immorality. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of issues, losing of work, um, how to manage, come out of the pandemic, the effect is having on people's work, the effect is having on people's lifestyle, people's relationships, right? Um, and all of this reflects the fact that we're in deep darkness and we need to embrace different platforms. There's an urgent need for us to tell people about Christ. There's an urgent need for us to let people know our experience, to let people know who Christ is to us, to let people know how our lives have been transformed. I'm using the different platforms and means around us. And when, uh, so I'll read again from Acts chapter 2, verses 6 to 12. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? 
Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, um, Tamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya and joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, um, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own long tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? This was a situation where the Holy Spirit came um, on the disciples, not apostles, and those that were around them found them speaking their language. And it was strange to them because they were of different tribe, right? So how come this person is able to speak uh, my language? The way it happens in our generation is such that when you meet people, right, you find yourself, based on the guidance of the Holy Spirit, letting them know and finding out, and you find yourself, some, I find myself in a situation where the testimony I've, I give or the experience I share resonates and is actually what that person is passing through. The example I gave for um, the experience in Syria alone, the conversation we had was about starting up business, right? And I recollect he said, um, at that point in time, it was more like he just he, he needed a, a, a light bulb moment to know that what he was doing, which was security, he was already getting a nudge as a time for him to start his business, right? So my sharing was almost like saying, yes, you can do it, and with Christ, you can actually do it because that's what I did. I left paid employment and I was doing that. It resonated, right? And that's what's happening right now. How the Holy Spirit manif- how this is manifested in our in our in our generation, right? So you are not probably going to meet a French, and you find yourself speaking um, French, right? Um, but you find out that the Holy Spirit will lead you to share your experience, whether about work, um, or about health, or about Him saving you, or about security or by him providing, or by him surprising you. They, if you look back, God has done a lot in our lives. And you, all you need to do, like I said, show up and trust the Holy Spirit to let you know what to experience, to share um, with this person. So for in the case of um, the apostles then, what the Holy Spirit made them do was the ability to speak languages different from theirs. And those that were listening could hear them telling them about what God has done in their lives. And that's how, that's what's the same thing happening right now. You find yourself in those opportunities and you're telling them what God has done in your life and you find it resonating with them. Deborahs know how to enter the harvest. Paul was able to speak to Jews and Romans. Some of us speak Christianese and expect people who haven't, who aren't Christians to hear us, right? Uh, so it's not the time to say, oh, behold, God be with thee. no. Is to relate with them. Just let them know who God is to you. God did this to me. God saw me through. God healed me. God protected me. God provided for me. That's all they need to hear. And that's all you need to do. Show up and just share your own experience. Um, Paul, we must demonstrate the global language of authenticity and genuine love and allow the Holy Spirit to inspire us to multicultural cross Generational ministry. 
old generations are migrating from physical spaces um, to virtual ones. And we need to also be a part of that. I mean, we're already part of that based on our day-to-day -day activities. Who will go to the un uncharted territories of social media? Who? It's us. Each and every one of us. God is raising missionaries to Facebook, Snapchat, clubhouses. Where is God leading you to? It's a question we need to ask ourselves. Where is God leading you to? Where is God leading you to? We must break barriers that prevent people from hearing the gospel. The Holy Spirit is still given the gift of new languages. Translating the Bible into new languages. I'll be reading again from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 22 and 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 22 and 23. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this, is, now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker of it with you. So the Bible says, you became weak, that I'm able to win the weak, and became all things, that I'm able to preach God's word. While I wrap up, harvest when left unattended will spoil and waste. Play your part to ensure that this generation does not go to ruin and end up in hell. Do you have compassion for those around you? Do you feel compassion knowing that you've enjoyed the love of Christ? He's done so much for you. Do you feel the need to share what God has done for you to those around you? Those in your circle, family members, those that work with you, those that report to you, or those you report to. When you see emptiness, spiritual emptiness, do you feel compassion? To let people know what God has done for you. To let them know God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus can save you. There's no greater love than knowing that Christ and having that personal relationship with him. Colossians chapter uh, 1 verse 6. Which has come to you. Indeed, just as is in the old world, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit. I'm spreading by God's power. Just as it has been doing among you ever since the day you first heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth, becoming thoroughly and deeply acquainted with it. Wrapping up, my mind, also Holy Spirit was dropping in my mind, um, the experience of Jesus and the woman by the well. I know it sounds very biblical, Jesus went to the well, but key things you pick was the fact that that particular well was where the women used to hang out in the evening to fetch water and take home. It's almost like, I don't know what the usual restaurant everybody goes to, but if you play it in that generation, Jesus must have gone to RSVP or anywhere else where people usually hang out. And that particular woman was used to people just working up and just being chatty, Right? And then Jesus walked up to her, and rather than what she was expect, expecting, he was letting her know that she has more worth than just being with men. 
That's what Jesus did. Let's play it in our generation. And what did she do? She went on social media immediately. That men, I met someone today that rather than chat me up because they want to have something to do with me, was letting me know that I have, I have so much more worth than just being with men. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. And that's what we are called to do. Make use of all the platforms you have available. Make use of all the events you attend. Use your lifestyle to let people know what they are missing by not being with Christ. That's what we've been called to do. So as I wrap up, I would like us to please um, close our eyes. I want to give an opportunity just in case there's anyone here that needs to even take the first step of knowing Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. So you've not, you've not met, you've not at any point in time deliberate and intentionally invited Jesus Christ into your life. It's an opportunity. And I can, I, I can I only share, I'm a witness. So the man standing right before you, two weeks ago I was supposed to be recruited, but it didn't happen. Years ago, I was supposed to be a part of a mudslide, but it didn't happen. That's my testimony. Right? So I'm telling you, I'm introducing the one who protects. I only just hear the gist after whatever would have happened. So I'd like us to please shut and close our eyes and grant um, anyone this moment an opportunity to give their life to Christ. And if there's anyone, could you please raise your hand? Jesus loves you. And he's ready to transform your life, give you a sense of hope. He's ready to bless you such that it gives you a new lifestyle that people see you and they long to want to be with Christ. Can I please see a show of hands if there's anyone with all eyes closed and all heads bowed? Please. If there's anyone that wants to take this opportunity to give their life to Christ, it's an opportunity to build a relationship with Christ. Please raise your hand. Please raise your hand if there's anyone. Amen. Amen. While we still remain in the attitude of prayers, I'd like us to please pray for all the names we've presented of those around us on the prayer wall, those we have the compassion to pray for, to be led to Christ. Shall we begin to lift those names before God? And let's ask that indeed these ones shall come to the knowledge of Christ. Because we've expressed our compassion for them. Sooner than, than as, soon as, as soon as possible, God will indeed perfect all that has to do with them giving their lives to Christ. Dear Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that for adventure, um, there's still anyone in our midst who actually intends to give his life to you or her life to you. We ask that indeed you transform their lives. Holy Spirit, we ask that you be a part of them, that their lives will never remain the same, that they become a brand new person and their lives begin to reflect the Father, your, your glories upon them. And we lift up all the names um, on the prayer board those we've extended and written, and written those names we want to be led to Christ we ask that indeed you transform them that you touch them and Holy Spirit does the job of convicting them 
that very soon we shall hear a testimony that they've accepted you as their personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we continue this week, um, we still encourage everyone to talk about Christ. Um, it's also important for you to reflect on when you met Christ, what were you, where were you, what has changed, so that it's easy for you to actually communicate this when you're witnessing. And let's not forget the opportunity. Um, we are still embracing the theme on shame, on unshamed. Um, so let's record our message and put it on social media, which is one of the platforms where you can let people know about Christ. And then don't forget to tag the LifePoint Church. God bless you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.